with that said, we do have our guy, Kyle Yeomans, in the building. What's up, KY? What's going on, man? Nothing much. How are you guys? I'm uh, currently walking away from talking to some of the uh, the offensive line prospects in this draft, and lots of good ones kind of scattered throughout this bunch, and excited to get to catch up with you guys. I appreciate you taking a few minutes out your day. I did see that you were just talking with uh, Charles Cross or, or watching uh, the interviews with Charles Cross or what have you, and he brought up uh, Tyron Smith. Uh, that's a good one to to look after and look out for and try to <laughs> mimic your game after. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to aim for somebody, I, I feel like Tyron Smith's one of those guys. I feel like Zach Martin's in that conversation as well. There are plenty of guys that, that at least in terms of offensive linemen, the Cowboys have always had um, as as role models to the, the the younger generations in the game of football. And you see that continuing on. I mean, it used to be like the Larry Allens of the world, and Larry Allen got a, a, a mention today from Evan Neal. He was his favorite player mm. growing up. So uh, Larry Allen's still getting mentioned around these parts. And then, of course, the, the way and the impact that Tyron Smith and, and Zach Martin have had their consistency on the game throughout as well has been, uh, of course, making an impact on even the younger offensive linemen that are here this week. Indeed. Now, look, my manners are just terrible right now. This is, if y'all don't know, this is Kyle Yeomans of DallasCowboys.com, the Debo Samuels of DallasCowboys.com. He does everything, <laughs> the, the TV, the writing, the hosting, the draft show. If you don't know about the draft show, where, where are you at? Kyle freaking Yeomans, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> I had to give you the proper introduction, KY. I had to give you the proper introduction. Hey, hey, and anytime I can get a, com- a comparison to, to Debo, I feel like I'm doing something well, right? <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, Yeomans, as fans, we hear we hear the combine and we think about draft prospects, right? But there's like mm-hmm. a backroom conversation thing going on with the agents and the teams down there, correct? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think it's funny because the the forefront of the combine for at least fans out there are the drills. It's the the bench press and the forty yard dash, right. and it's the the cone drills and stuff like that that really. Uh, they they get the the attention of fans and it's the prime time event. It's what the NFL wants to sell. Whereas the, probably the most important stuff happening in Indy is happening behind the scenes. You're having the conversations between teams, information sharing between scouting departments, the way the guys hear about certain individuals and the way they they think about other guys. And then of course the the agents of current players are here negotiating deals and having that whole conversation. It's really just a big informational gathering, but also the world's most public job fair is is the best way that I like to describe it because mm-hmm. that's kind of what it is. Is there's a ton of people wanting to find a position in the NFL, most of them being rookies, most of them being draft prospects, but there's a lot of behind the scenes work going on as well. Yeah, and you know you've talked to Stephen Jones I think twice now, but you had a, a really nice sit yeah. down with him yesterday uh, with Dave Hellman. Check that out, guys, if you can. Um, Steven's done a lot of talking about the cap, right? We, we know, we understand that, uh, with the 21 impending free agents, but the elephant in the room remains Cooper and Demarcus Lawrence. And you guys are doing a hell of a job trying to get an answer out of Steven Jones. But <laughs> before we get to the draft, what is your feeling, you know, coming away from those conversations with Steven, um, when it comes to those two? Uh, I think it's kind of where we entered the week, where we feel like it is likely that neither one of those guys are on the roster, but it's not most likely. I I think it's most likely to say that one of the two will be on the roster, and I think that's kind of the decision-making 
that's going on throughout the organization at the moment. I think they're trying to decide whether or not they are as replaceable as other positions potentially on the roster, if it's worth kicking the can down the road from a cap standpoint and restructuring some of these guys. Because I think that's a conversation that this front office is having actively throughout the week. Is the draft able to supplement some of the production in, in a couple of those position groups? Is there something out in free agency that's worth going to get and that could potentially save you some room in the cap in the long run. Mm. That's really the biggest thing this week is I, I think we've gotten closer to saying, okay, one of those guys definitely won't be here. Whereas there's not, it's not the nail in the coffin just yet about who's not going to be here or that both guys are not going to be here. So it's just, it's, it's not encouraging to a certain extent because yeah. Like he said, there's tough decisions to be made, and, and not everybody's going to agree with those decisions, but I guarantee you that, that those decisions just have not been made yet. Yeah. Well, the tight ends, the quarterbacks, and wide receivers are all testing today, right? So if Amari Cooper is <laughs> removed from the roster, who should the Cowboys be zeroing in on today uh, from the wideout position? Yeah, no, there's a couple guys that you could really be looking at. I think Traylon Burks is one that, that a lot of people think could be a Debo Samuel type since you mentioned him a little bit early on. He's a wide receiver uh, out of Arkansas, 6'3", 220 pounds. He's, he's quick. He's agile. He's got good hands, uh, solid blocker, and, and he can do a, a ton of different things. He can play in the slot, which he did a lot of uh, throughout his time in the SEC West, and he – Speaking of the SEC West, he did it against the best opponents yeah. in college football and really put up massive numbers for an Arkansas offense that had been pretty stagnant over the last couple of years. So he's somebody that I think if you're wanting to replace the production of Amari Cooper, you don't want a cut-and-dry Amari Cooper because we've already had that conversation about how he wasn't utilized the right way. Go and get a really talented guy who could maybe fit into Kellen Moore's idea of a system and Traylon Burks would be one of those guys. But if you're going to do that, he would probably be gone or, or you would have to get him at pick number 24. I think the most likely scenario is you're going to see a group of guys in the second round mm -hmm. that are either going to replace Amari Cooper or Michael Gallup. I would honestly, I would put money. I'm not a betting man and I don't want to tell you how to spend your money either, but I would put money on the fact that there's a second-round receiver in the conversation when the Cowboys are on the board at 56 because there's either way you're going to replace Amari Cooper or you're most likely going to replace Michael Gallup and Cedric Wilson if Amari Cooper's still on the roster. So yeah. I think either way you're looking at a high-quality receiver in that second round, and if you're not, I feel like you're doing your offense, you're doing a, a, a strength of your team a disservice by – maybe not looking in that direction. If you get rid of Coop, you, you, I feel like the wide receiver position just shoots up the board uh, past a it lot does. of these other ones. So, yeah, you got to be looking at day one, day two, for, in my opinion, for mm -hmm. a wide receiver. Sky Moore, by the way, I'm, I'm yeah. advocating for him. Um, oh, yeah. You, you, you knocking on the door of Sky Moore as well? I am I busting the door player. down. Hey, that's cool. I'm cool with that. He would be interesting if you – I would like it if you kept Amari. Yes. And then you had him – Paired with CD yes. and Amari, that that would be my like my want for Sky Moore because he would he would be a second round third round prospect. He he's a great player, don't get me wrong, but he's probably not going to be a day one prospect or in that conversation in, in the top thirty two picks. 
you could get him at 56 for, for the most part. So yeah. I like that idea of Sky Moore and, and having that electricity and potential kick returning ability out there as well. Yeah, I, I'm with you. It, it's more so with the pairing with, with Cooper and uh, a C.D. Lamb. Maybe he can get into the slot and do some dynamic things. But <laughs> yeah. I, I wondered, you know, just how hard the Cowboys would think about a guy like Jamison Williams, um, the Alabama guy, mm-hmm. you know, Alabama guy for an Alabama guy. Uh, where do you see Jamison Williams falling, you know, since that ACL injury? Very intriguing prospect. You know, it's tough because uh, some people are going to knock the injury more so than others. I see a lot of people who have him as the top receiver in the draft, and, and wow. he's going to go top 15. Uh, and I'm actually one of those people. I have him as my number one receiver, and I have him as the 14th overall player right now. And that's that's really just me anticipating him to be the same coming back from the ACL. Uh, I think this week's a big week for him medical wise of, Hey, is there any extra structural damage? Is there anything that's going to linger from that knee standpoint? And of course the injury that he suffered in the national title game against Georgia. Um, he's, he's going to be in that conversation of, of one of the first receivers taken. I don't know if he will be just because of the ACL and, and what he brings to the table, but he's an absolute burner. I mean, he is a top-notch player. Reminds me of Jerry Judy. We're told not to scout the helmet, but, like, that's kind of what I'm looking at. When I see Jamison Williams tape, yeah. I, it reminds me of Jerry Judy and what he did a couple years ago at Alabama as well. And, and I think he could immediately come in and, and have a massive impact uh, in terms of the NFL and whatever offense he's on. Another name I want you to keep an eye on, and I know the, the Cowboys have kept an eye on him as well, is, is George Pickens out of Georgia. And, and kind of a similar scenario where he's been banged up. He only played 35 offensive snaps. He had a, an ACL in the spring, came back, played 35 offensive snaps over the SEC title game in the college football playoff, and was really kind of eased back into it. But he's kind of along those lines as well as a high-end deep threat receiver who can play physical, he can play all over the field, he can do a ton of different things, um, and, and he may be one of those guys that the Cowboys could look at as a second-round receiver potential because of the injury. If he wasn't hurt, if he hadn't had that another injury in the past, exactly, another hurt guy. But, hey, we know how that works here in Dallas. Mm-hmm. They, they like to keep their eye on those guys. And there's, there's a specific type of risk with it that, or that comes with it. But if he wasn't hurt, at any point throughout his collegiate career, he'd be a top 15 pick. And wow. he's probably going to go in the second round. And, and maybe the Cowboys would have to move up to go get him. But if he falls to 56, keep an eye on George Pickens when draft day comes around. So it's safe to say, you know, there should be a quality wide receiver in round two or three for the Cowboys to pick. I, I absolutely think so. I think it's a, a good wide receiver class. I don't think it's as great as some of the ones that we've seen recently with like the CD Lambs, Jerry Judy's, and uh, Henry Ruggs when he was drafted, and then last year's class of guys. It's not the same level, not the same caliber of guys, but I certainly think that it's it's a class that's deep enough. And for a team that picks in the latter half of every round, for the most part, I think it's going to work out well for the Cowboys. I think they come out with at least one, maybe two receivers whenever draft weekend's over. Uh, now, now, one of the impending free agents right now that a lot of Cowboys fans are talking about is Dalton Schultz. Uh, and yesterday mm-hmm. it came out that they had an informal interview with uh, Jalen Watermeyer, uh, and they're going to have a formal interview uh, with Isaiah mm-hmm. Likely, I believe, Coastal Carolina. Now, I personally 
don't believe they'll take a tight end high, but who are some of the the other guys at the combine the Cowboys fans should keep their eyes on? Yeah, I think there's a couple of guys. I think Weidemeyer is one of those. I know the, the Cowboys have kind of kept their eye on him. Uh, he didn't go to the Senior Bowl, but likely did. McBride did. Jake Ferguson did. And I, I know they've had conversations over the last couple of weeks, and I, I certainly expect them to meet in Indy as well. Um, I, those are those are kind of the guys. Jake Ferguson out of Wisconsin's more of a traditional blocker. But he showed that, hey, he could get the football as well. He's a good player. He, he can, he can uh, kind of fill that role of a Dalton Schultz if they really needed to. Um, he's probably not as much of a pass-catching threat, but we also didn't think Dalton Schultz was a pass-catching right. threat until 20 either. So maybe, maybe he's another one of those guys that you can maybe look at as a, uh, as a threat. I think Trey McBride is probably one of the best receivers out of the tight end group in terms of a pass-catcher. Uh, he still leaves a little bit to be desired from a blocking standpoint, but he's somebody that uh, Cowboys fans should keep their eye on. And then Iowa State, Charlie Kohler as well is, a, is another tight end. Tight ends, are, of course, hitting the field today. You'll see the yep. way that these guys run, the way that these guys go through uh, certain drills and stuff like that. I think it'll be interesting to see who kind of stands out there, but just know the Cowboys are definitely going to have their eye on tight end because even if it's not Dalton Schultz that's going to come back, I think there's a chance that Blake Jarwin – uh, there's something that happens there maybe because he's kind of been off the radar. At least he's been a non-factor, and, and usually the Cowboys will, will try and make a move a couple of places like that. Yeah, the depth uh, the depth right now as we speak because there is no uh, Dalton Schultz is very slim. Uh, I love Blake Jarwin's potential, sure. but we can't keep using that word anymore. It's He is what he is at this yeah. point, unfortunately. Uh, I'm going to channel my inner Kanye West real quick, man. I, listen, I know the quarterbacks are today. <laughs> I, I know the offensive linemen are tomorrow. I'm going to let y'all finish. But Saturday is defensive line and linebackers. And I am excited <laughs> for the D-line and the linebackers, Kyle. Who are you most interested to see uh, on Saturday with those with the big boys and with the linebacker position? Man, I'm excited to see these big three techniques get after it. I'm going to see – Who's athletic? Who has that lateral movement? Who has a little bit of bend? There's so many different guys in this draft class and a deep edge rusher class, too. I think the defensive line unit and the prospects that they have here in Indy this week, are. They, I think they stack up against any of the positions in this draft and even over the last couple of years in terms of a defensive line group, especially at edge rusher. Look at all the edge rushers that are going to go off the board early, that are still going to go in the top 20, and then are going to go in the second, third, fourth, fifth rounds. I mean, it is a very consistent class of edge rushers. You've got the guys at the top like a Kayvon Thibodeau and Aiden Hutchinson, but then you've got guys that maybe the Cowboys could keep an eye on and like a George Karloftis, a Jermaine Johnson out of Florida State. Uh, there's so many edge rushers in this class. So yeah. them paired with the big three techniques, maybe go get a nose tackle again. Uh, I think that would be something that the Cowboys could, could be excited about moving into the, the, the latter parts of the week. Yeah, it's unfortunate, though. I'm with you because all the primetime stuff, all the stuff that these draft nuts want to watch is pushed into the weekend for mm-hmm. primetime ratings. And it's like, man, I just want to watch some big guys run around. Yeah, I have to selfishly ask you a question about said player. Uh, Jordan Davis, I, I totally understand that the, yeah. the value of the position is not high in the NFL, but I kind of throw that out with this cat. Uh, will he be down there? Uh, yes, he will be down there. Um, how do you expect yeah. him to perform in, in the combine this weekend? If he tests, and we don't know if he's going to test or not, 
if he does, I, I think he's going to perform quite well. Uh, I think there's a little bit too much thrown into the, oh, he played two downs at Georgia. Mm-hmm. He was only a two-down player. He was in a rotation of the best defensive line group in all of collegiate football. So that doesn't – I mean, they're going to have like 12 guys off of that defense. Exactly, 12 guys, more than they, than they were starting that are going to be drafted throughout this entire prospect or this entire process. So him as a prospect is intriguing to me. I think I'm right there with this guy because I think this is a guy who can wreck your defense. And even if, even if he only does it for two downs, he does it on first down and second down, you're setting up third and long for the rest of your defense, and it basically eliminates the run as an opportunity to go. So you're stopping the run still. You're stopping the run on first and second down, which is his calling card as he is a run stuffer and he can provide some interior pressure as well. I think he's worth the 24 overall pick, and I I would be able to stand on the table for that moving into uh, the latter parts. I hope he tests well. I think he will, uh, but we'll definitely see that when it comes up in the next couple days. Stand on the table. I, I might pull a Bills Mafia jump off of the table move if we take a Jordan <laughs> Davis. Seriously. I told myself, Sky, don't I fall in love to with see that. Hey, hey, I, I ran a half marathon for CD Lamb, so I expect you, <laughs> if they take Jordan Davis, to do the Bills Mafia thing, and I want to see it on hey, video. I, I might be down here or up there, wherever the hell we are. At, at Vegas, so if <laughs> if it happens, I think I have to hold. You know, I have to be true. Oh, my I'll jump off the table. I love it. But hey, Kyle, I appreciate you uh, joining us for a few minutes, giving us some insight down there at the combine. Make sure you have a good time down there, buddy. Soak it all up. Yeah, absolutely, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks, Kyle.